What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Logan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well this fine evening. How are you doing today? Yeah, it's not morning, so it's really, buongiorno isn't correct. It would be buona notte. Yeah, bon good evening. Or in Japanese, konbanwa. Konbanwa. God, I know so many languages. I know, you're so <laughs> smart. Oh my God. So smart. <laughs> you be like me, and my, I'm like, I've attempted... Three foreign languages in my life. What three? Uh, Wait, let me guess. Oh, okay, Spanish. Spanish. My second guess is German. No, my brother Ooh, did go for German. Okay. Though. What do I think Jared would try? French? No. Really? No. Huh. No. Polish? No. <laughs> I was thinking just because there are a lot you're of getting game studios based in Poland, Ooh, so I was like, oh, maybe no, Polish. No, you're getting closer. Well, I already used up my two extra... Uh, <laughs> Your lifelines? Duh. So I use German and Polish. Hungarian? Oh my God. You're shooting all around. I've been to both places. Russian. Well, yes. I, Russian. Really? Okay. Damn. Russian is one. <laughs> is one of the other one. I tried to learn it before my dad so and I Russian went to Ukraine. So Russian and Spanish. And the third Which I learned one. after getting to Ukraine because I was a young, dumb teenager. They actually speak a different dialect. Like it's, it's not one-to-one the same. It's not your that. fault. That's understandable. I mean, even Spanish. It's different yeah. everywhere you go. I just felt like you're kind of a dick showing up being like, I've learned your language. I'm like, what is our language? I'm like, I've learned Russian. No, we actually don't speak is that here. Is it on the same ah, continent? It is. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, Ooh, technically, Okay, yes. but it's not It's not Spanish or Italian? <laughs> no. Damn, okay, I give up. Japanese. Jap- okay, well, how about that? I, I, I gave up very quickly on all three. I, gotcha. The gift of multiple languages is not one that has been given to me. You want some real Japanese real quick? Yeah, Mogen Tomoshimas. Is your name to My name, my name is, is Mogen. Mogen? Yeah. Tomoshimasa. I'm slowly learning a little bit that's nice. not just from anime, which is nice. very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're not here to discuss the various languages that we have learned or, well, in my case, attempted. I mean, really have In your learned. case, learned. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've done better than me. Uh, if we're not here to discuss those, well, we are here to talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. And new episodes of Team Chat Podcast come out on Thursdays, where you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that in the description below. You can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server as well, where we have a lot of great conversation about games and non-gaming-related topics when we're not here recording the show. And finally, if you'd like to help the make... If you'd like to help the make, if you'd like to help make Team Chat Podcast bigger and better, well, you can head over to patreon.com slash Team Chat Podcast, just like Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They've all gone over to patreon.com, where as for as little. As little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks and access to a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogue's Gallery. If you don't want to do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand there are a lot of free ways you can support the show, such as telling your friends, writing this review, subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the show. But for whether you support the show free or for money, I just love to drag it out and make her sweat. <laughs> I know you really do on purpose. <laughs> we are greatly appreciate and love each and every one of our patrons, viewers, listeners alike. Oh, thank God. Emoji. <laughs> <laughs> emoji. <laughs> that was painful. Uh, video, I mean, audio vi- listeners, uh, I, I apologize. You're not getting the full effect of this. You've but, got some good faces But Mogan faces likes to time. start the, the heart like a good five minutes early. <laughs> so I, whenever she does, That's I just exaggeration. like exaggeration. <laughs> so whenever she does, I like to especially make it drag on just a little 
little yeah, bit more. Yeah, that was pretty painful. <laughs> so you're just holding it, just waiting holding for me it. to just say it. <laughs> there uh, were some extra good faces in this one. There were, there were, there were good ones. <sighs> but yeah, we're here again. Another new episode for you. Nothing really uh, firm on the docket for this episode, I will say. Uh, the thing is, we've got a lot of firm stuff right on the horizon. Yes, yes. So I've got a lot of thoughts, very Firm thoughts coming about Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm Ooh, very soon. Excited to hear about those. Jarrett's got a lot of firm thoughts about God of War Ragnarok. I did finish that one recently, and uh, I almost did that for this for this episode. It just didn't have the time to put my just thoughts gotta, together how I, I, I wanted. Like your game much more so than Theater Rhythm, which is not exactly a, a story. Maybe a little more game. there to yeah. talk about. Yeah, so. yours has a lot more narratively to hit on, whereas Theater Rhythm is like hit button, make music, so fun. <laughs> so well, there's your review right there. I feel like that's just a 10 out of 10. So it's very easy to do. But before we get to any of that, we just kind of wanted to shoot the shit. A good old shoot Catch, the shit episode. Yeah, shoot the shit episode. We haven't done one in a while. Catch up on the other things, the smaller things we might be playing. Now that, like, for me especially, having had knocked out God of War Ragnarok, that was my big game from the end yeah. of last year that I was still wanting to figure out or finish up. So we got a couple more uh, things that we have been playing currently in progress. And just, you know, whatever, catching up. Yeah. Seeing I am where we are in life. really excited to eventually talk about my full review of Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. Yeah. Just because it's a series that I never got to enjoy on its original format of the DS. Mm. Theater Rhythm started I didn't realize this is one that had been around for a while. This well, is a multiple iterations yeah. game. We'll save most of that uh, conversation for a later date. But it started on the DS, slowly made its way to other consoles. I think... And I will have to fact check, check myself on this. I think it may have been for PSP at some point mm. or the PS Vita, maybe. Yeah, oh, Vita. Cannot confirm that. Don't at me, people. I don't fucking know. So it may have let's made see its if we, way. Let's pull my Vita out and see if we can get <laughs> yeah, let's pull one of the Vita original uh, theater rhythms on uh, there. Anyway, so it may or may not have made its way to PS handheld devices, but it definitely made its way to uh, PlayStation 4. Mm. Because in addition to being able to purchase Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, the current installment, on the Switch... It's also available for Sony, which I thought was really surprising. Uh, I'm surprised that they actually did a dual release that yeah. way, especially considering the fact that the original games were only for the handheld Nintendo devices. Right. So that was pretty shocking to me. So I'm going to save all of those thoughts, though, for a later time. Um, and instead, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> so, you have more thoughts on something else? In the last episode, <laughs> Jared and I did our first impressions of Two Octo Two Path, right. also known as Octopus Graveler 2, <laughs> which is also known as Octopath Traveler 2. It's the official name. Uh, but we talked about Octopath Traveler 2, and Jared had played through a character named Oswald. Mm -hmm. The great and mighty cleric. One. He's not a cleric. He's the scholar. Sorry, scholar. You, the great you and mighty scholar. Game? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I do have a quick clarifying question about that. So in my playthrough, I started with the character Casty. Okay. And Oswald was actually my sixth character that oh. I added to my wow, you've already So he was really late in the game. Okay. I have just now, progress report, a report card, as you will, um, I have just now added the final character of the eight to my list, which in my playthrough is Particio. Mm. So I started as Casti at the very south of the map, and I went east and then north and then west and then circled back around to the south. So I have just barely gotten Oswald 
Agnia. Ah. I can now confirm her name is pronounced Agnia. Agnia? Okay. Yeah, it's not Anya or any of the other ways that Bravely Default chose to pronounce the name Agnes Agnes, <laughs> which is what threw me off because I thought they would be really similar, but they're not. So I just got Agnia the Dancer, a.k.a. the Primrose of this game. Okay. She's very different in personality, though, which I really like. So I just got Agnia. I just recently got Oswald, and then I also just got Particio. Nice. But you started with Oswald. I started with Oswald. So my question is, did you finish his chapter one or his chapter one and two? I did two. Oh, okay. I that, finished chapter that, one that, and that two. That was an interesting question that I had because he is the only character. If you don't start with him, this might be a mild spoiler Ooh, for some okay. people, but I don't think so. It's really just a Earmuffs. mechanical thing. So if you start with any character that isn't Oswald, he is the only character that you can add to your party whose uh, story condition is that when you trigger his story to start, it requires you to finish his chapter two oh. before you can have him rejoin the rest of the party. Okay. Which really threw me off because I was like, wait, wait, I have to get well, through so both his chapter one and two. Chapter two. So here's the thing. And okay, this is sort of. Yeah, I know you had thoughts about Oswald in general. Yeah, so I have thoughts about Oswald in general, but that also tie into some of the other characters to a very limited extent. Okay. So there might be some very light story spoilers for specifically Oswald and Ochet okay. as of right now. So Ochet, for those of you at home who might be casuals, she's the furry. I know. <laughs> we all know. Look, we know. Yeah. <laughs> but people are like bragging on Ochet, specifically pro-Mogan, bro-Mogan in the Discord. He's very anti-Ochet because she's a beastling. Uh -huh. She has cute little like wolf slash cat ears and a cute little wolf tail. Her whole people do. That's uh, the, the sort of unique part about her uh, race of people, I sure. guess, that are exist in the world of Celestia, or whatever the fuck it's called. But the point is, Ochet rules. Oswald fucking sucks. But both <laughs> of their stories kind of play into one of the things that I've noticed about Octopath Traveler 2 that is very different from Octopath 1. So again, light, spoiler, light story spoilers from here on out. Okay. So with both Oswald and Ochet... The big departure that I've seen with their storylines is, and this I think will probably be true for other parts of Octopath as well, not every chapter of every character's story ends with a boss battle. Mm. And that's pretty shocking. Okay, Coming from Octopath Traveler 1, every single chapter of every character's story ends with a big bombastic boss battle for that character. Right. In Octopath Traveler 1, they had no overlap with the other characters in the game. Other than that, they were your traveling companions. You would bring them into the boss battle with you. But as far as narrative goes, there was no overlap there. And now I need you to stall while I take a sip to replenish my saliva. <laughs> okay, so no overlap there in those stories and everything like that. So, so what about it then? Because we we actually before we recorded recorded today, we uh, met up, played some Magic the Gathering, had a couple beers, and then it, while we were talking there, I had start like we've established. I did start with Oswald. Mogan played through Oswald's story now, and. There was a lot that you wanted to tell me about him. There was a lot <laughs> that like, I had to we were, say about him. You knew him. we were going to start recording after we played, so you're like, you didn't tell me anything. Yeah. So I've been dying to know. So I guess so. I'll wrap up my first thought first, which is again, I don't want to have a bunch of, of a bunch of spoiler bombs in here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I will just say that Ochet and Oswald, for both of them, their chapter twos are arguably very short. 
Yeah. And they I are started in, Oswald's chapter yeah. two and I was just like, oh my God, I've got another chapter still. But then, yeah, it wrapped up. It I was, was like, so fast. I was surprised that it started even another chapter because I was like, yeah. there's either so much here or I don't know what they're going to pull to make another full chapter here or it's just going to be very quick. So this is something that I'm really not sure where they're going with it because for any of the characters, actually, I guess... Yeah, I guess that's true. I think Oswald is the only character. Is that true? Oswald might be the only ca- No, Hikari. Mm. So both Hikari and Oswald, I have played both of their chapter twos. But it's a really interesting comparison to make because I played Hikari's chapter two before I even got Oswald, which is a my bad on my part. Yeah. Quick aside, don't do what I did. <laughs> I did it wrong, yeah. and I have wound up with a really nasty power imbalance as a result of it. Don't go ham, just go into chapter twos, because you can play through everybody's chapter one, or in Oswald's sh- case, their chapter two first, and then go around to everybody's chapter two. Because mm. I am in the very unfortunate mechanical position now of Casty is so high level. Right. Because she's my permanent party member. And then three of my other characters, uh, Temenos, Ochet, Hikari, actually, and Throne. All of them are pretty equal in the mid to upper 20 levels. Everybody else is fucking level one through 10. Mm. So I have this really bad power imbalance now of I went too fast too soon with the other characters that I was already acquiring. Don't do what I did. (laughs) Take your time. Go around to each individual character, finish their chapter one, and then spread out to other people's chapter twos. Except in the case of Oswald. Because he is the only character whose story requires that you finish both his chapter one and chapter two. Which is super strange because the pacing in Octopath Traveler 2's narrative is what I'm realizing is where they've made a lot of changes. Because in ye olden days of Octopus Graveler 1, it would be at least a few hours, maybe one or two, to each individual character's chapter. Their chapter 1, their chapter 2, their chapter 3, their chapter Mm 4. Any given character, if you wanted to max out all four of their main stories, would take you at least... 15 hours to say nothing of the other seven characters, which is how you've got people like me from Octopath Traveler one who are at 80 plus hours and only finished three characters, full stories. That's how it works. Octopath Traveler two has clearly chosen to depart from that formula, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think it's kind of a good thing in both the case of Oswald and Ochet. I have noticed that their chapter twos are very, very narrative based and have very little to do with actual, for lack of a better word, gameplay. Yeah. Because for example, with um, Oswald's chapter two, and this is the same for Ochet, you might have to go to a specific location. And you might have to do X, Y, Z things, you know, either do their day or night path action. Yeah. In Oswald's case, it's... Um, I believe it's day. His day action is something like inquire. Yes. I think his day action is inquire. He can ask other NPCs, you know, tell me about yourself. It's the same as Cassie's actually. But his night action is hilarious because he's a convicted criminal. Even right. though he's not actually guilty, he's a convicted criminal. So his night action is mug. Oh, oh. You, you didn't I get didn't to that get to part, did mugging. you? No. <laughs> so his night action is that you can fight villagers or NPCs, for lack of a better word. 
for their items. I might have. I might have mugged like one person. I think it might be required for his chapter two. I think it is. But there was like very one very small part. And, and you like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a light mugging. It's just a light mugging. <laughs> light a breaking and injuring. <laughs> a light mugging. T- t- <laughs> you know, caked off with a little light murder. At it the is top. incredibly but, funny. Yeah. So Oswald, so this is actually something that I feel like we didn't really get to talk here. about in our first impressions, which is that the day-night cycle in Octopath Traveler 2 is why... I mean, they, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was no day-night cycle in Octopath Traveler 1. There is an Octopus Graveler 2, meaning that characters have individual actions for either day or night. In the case of Temenos, it's things like, okay, you can guide characters during the daytime, meaning you can add them to your party and then summon them in battle and they will help fight for you. Yeah, Awesome. Lots of characters Sounds have great. that. But at night, he can do what's called a. Uh, God, what do they actually call it? I think it is called inquire, but the context is that he's literally. No, it's interrogate. He interrogates people. So you fight people to break their guard and then extract information from them, which in the context of the pseudo-Catholicism that he is related to is thematically incredible. (laughs) Temenos is rapidly becoming my favorite character, which is hilarious because I actually hate his guts, Mm -hmm. but narratively speaking, his story seems really strong. Nice. So my personal recommendation for anybody that's listening that hasn't already skipped this for all the potential spoilers Start with Temnos. I feel like he's a really fun, interesting character to start with, even if you don't like him as a person. Mm-hmm. His his paths that are before him feel really interesting. Nice. I still really like Casty. I think she's a wonderful character, but if I were to do my chapter ones over again, I might start with Temnos and then work my way into some of the other people because you need a healer at all times. But there are many ways to do healing in the in games like Octopath. Sure. So Temenos or Casty, doesn't really matter who you start with or even what order you add them into your group. You just need one of them at any given time, really. Uh, but Oswald, to circle back to the thing yeah, that started I, it all. I'm like, I need to know. Oswald fucking sucks. <laughs> He's kind of dumb, right? <laughs> I am so torn between either loving Oswald or hating him. Like you you like I know when I was talking in the first impressions yeah. and t- and said the th- the story thing about his like three steps to that he needs to be able to execute his plan. Like bafflingly they are like steps 1, 2 and 3, but yet they somehow really he has not accomplished them yet. So but like it, it's so funny to like I I don't think I got across how seriously it presents that information and how this is like gospel yeah. and how serious the situation is, but like I'm dying laughing all the time. And that really is like Oswald in particular, much more so than any other character. He has this massive disconnect between what the game presents to you as this is Oswald. Mm-hmm. His story is super serious. His wife and child were murdered. murdered. He's very Count of the Monte Cristo, just yep. like we said last time. He's serving a prison sentence for a crime he didn't commit Mm -hmm. he knows who wronged him his goal is to harvey what a name right like which also made me roll my eyes he's like harvey weinstein (laughs) (laughs) anyways so yes harvey is his mortal nemesis he has to break out of prison to find harvey to enact his revenge his story is so so count of the monte cristo it's almost hilarious in its own right but then his character as a person has these just incredible, 
like logical disconnects of, wait, so he's supposed to be this incredibly accomplished scholar, smartest of the smart. He's figuring out all this breaking new stuff about how trying to find magic that one, works. One true piece trying of to magic. find that one true piece of magic. He's clearly not just a magician. He's a scientist. Yes. Is Learned. how the game presents it to you. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, Pitch, you fucking been in this jail for five like, years. What, what, <laughs> that's what I wanted to know. My big question is he's been in there for five years. Five years. Well, and, and he's apparently planned it out to where all he needs to know is his escape route, getting warm clothes to survive the cold winter, and an accomplice. An accomplice. What literally else did you figure out in that what five years? What did he years? spend the other five years doing that he didn't have any like-minded accomplices? Or have any ideas at all about what could be an escape route. Or who who could get him things. So his story has... Which then was so funny that it it all fell into place within literally three hours. Exactly. So (laughs) his whole thing is that his story takes place over what you imagine is a series of days. Because as you find the person who gives you clothes, the accomplice, the person who knows the escape route, there is a day-night cycle implied of Oswald going to sleep in his cell and then waking up the next day. So you're fucking telling me that it took him three days to do this, but five years to lay the groundwork to get to the point of the three days. This is what I'm saying. It is cognitive dissonance, <laughs> dissonance to the nth degree. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So the comedy is just unavoidable. Yeah. I, I just like you, I could not help but be baffled and amused by his by how story. seriously they're trying to present him. But like, obviously, like it's like, did no one think that? We maybe should have, A, like, made him only been there a month? Yeah. Maybe he's only been there for a couple, 12 weeks. Yeah. Uh, the, the typical study abroad semester, exactly. which seems more appropriate <laughs> than the five fucking years. What were you doing, there? bro? Like, I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, So the whole me. thing also about his story is that you mentioned this in your first impressions, that the warden has given him a muzzle because yeah. he's a magician. But here's another thing about the narrative that kind of threw me. So he's been there for five years, but in the the script, in the script between Oswald and the warden, the warden kind of phrases his taunts at Oswald about the muzzle yeah. in such a way that it feels like this just happened yesterday. No. And it's like, I feel like He's it hasn't. He's been poking the bear with that muzzle That's since the thing day is one. that the way that the script is lining up with what the narrative tells you is true feels disconnected. Yeah. So again, that five year time period just isn't adding up from a logical standpoint. Now, right. obviously this is if you read too much into it. But I feel like any... There's not a lot to read into. That's the thing. Any adult, any adult with a fully functioning brain (laughs) or even any kid that reads above their grade level is going to be like, wait, what? What's happening here? Yeah. So it is so funny that Oswald specifically, being the character of the scholar, the learned, the intelligent, has what is arguably the stupidest story so far. Oh, I'm I'm so glad that he's who I picked for that reason. You are two for two on picking the (laughs) worst character to start with. You picked the toughest or most... I guess, jarring mm-hmm. character from Octopus Graveler 1, and then you picked the arguably worst character <laughs> from Octopath Traveler What can Traveler I say? I know how to pick them. I know you how to really pick them. You really do. 
So you pick you you really can pick some weird characters, but my my TLDR advice for listeners: fucking don't start with Oswald. <laughs> don't do it. He's a bad start to the game, and you will regret having him in your story permanently. Yeah, I cannot imagine having to have him in my party all the time. Oof. Sure, the scholar is very useful. Being able to deal magic damage to all characters at any time is very helpful for his core elements: fire, yeah. ice, and lightning. But he doesn't have, by nature, wind, darkness, or light, mm. which are from the other characters, the merchant, the dancer, and the, oh, excuse me, the merchant, the thief, Ooh. and the cleric in this case. Previ- previously, darkness was held by the dancer, Primrose. Uh, but so he doesn't have all the elements. I don't think there's a compelling reason to choose him as your permanent party member. I personally would not re- recommend him for the job. <laughs> I think he's not up to it. Yeah. On the other hand... On the other hand, (laughs) so his voice actor, whose name I do not know, I did not look it up, I apologize, I'm sure that's stuff I should know. His voice actor has a very deep, intimidating, learned voice, as you would expect for a character like Oswald, at face value, not in actuality. But did you listen very closely to the things that he says in combat? I, uh, I, the only one I can remember is that was not a part of my calculations. So that's one of them. The other things he says are so fucking stupid. So <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you start any turn in any turn, not even combat, yeah. when you start any turn with Oswald, do you remember what his catchphrase is? I don't. He says thinking time. Oh God. <laughs> it's so stupid. He I'm intimidated. <laughs> I'm so in- that's why it took me four turn four like tries yeah. to beat the warden because oh my God. the warden just like laughed in his he weak really threats. just laughed in his stupid face so his opening phrase is thinking time thinking whenever, time whenever. I've got my thinking cap on that's really what it is and then at the end of combat if you've just defeated somebody with Oswald his ending for- catchphrase is you should have studied harder <laughs> I do remember that so one so on the one hand I think he is a stupid character I don't like his story. And I think that he's just overall a pretty lame addition to the story so far. On the other hand, I have heard his voice lines enough by now to find them endearing. So now I hear thinking time and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. Because I'm like, oh, Oswald. Oswald. So fun to have you around with (laughs) us today. (laughs) You (laughs) card. So I both hate him and kind of am starting to love him. But it's not for the right reasons per se. It's more for the fact that he is so absurd within the context of the game and his own story that it's just impossible to take him seriously, which is such a strange condition for a story of his gravity as opposed to Cyrus from Octopath Traveler 1 who was canonically the scholar he was extremely smart very learned but in the game's own lore a total dumbass when it came to common sense Mm -hmm. and that was sort of his crutch very very book smart absolutely shit outside of the context of of a university setting. Sure. Which the game played into and everybody loved Cyrus for that. That, I think that's why I'm finding it so hard to take Oswald seriously because he's like a reverse Cyrus. He's presenting as extremely learned but he is in fact so fucking stupid. (laughs) But the game isn't playing it that way. It's playing it at face value of you should just accept this. And it's like But I can't. But I can't because you've done a couple of things to really undermine your own character here. Yeah. So I think he's very dumb. 
I, I frankly don't like him, but also maybe I love him. <laughs> maybe he's your top favorite character of all time. Very conflicted. <laughs> uh, the other small thing I want to mention about Octopath Traveler 2, which is just news that I learned from a couple of days ago. I just finished Particio, The Merchants, Chapter 1. All I want to say about that is, no spoilers, his character theme best in the game oh i'll have to his, listen to it oh my god so if you can find per- Particio. Particio. so Particio yellow wheel he's the merchant he's from sort of a um pseudo wild west gold rush town Ooh. imagine that as sort of his okay. context much like tressa whose merchant story was so stupid you had no choice but to love it same story beats for Particio. the thing about Particio that i love he's um what's the word for it in Spanish, you would call him a patron, which is like a wealthy landowner. Oh. But people feel patriarchal, familial feelings like for him. Kind of like a baron. Ba- basically, just he is a person that is in a position of power, but people love him for that because he gives them work. Ah. His whole his whole storyline is very much a confusing mix of pro-capitalism. It's like and pro-communism. Yeah. His story seems like it could go any direction. And I'm okay. really interested to see where it goes. But it's also very stupid, which I love. <laughs> and Particio as a character, very stupid. Yeah. So it works for him. But all this to say, his theme fucking slaps. I'll have to go listen to it then. He's the only character with electric guitar. Ooh. He's the only character that got electric guitar and the saxophone nice. in one. Oh my God, what else could you want? His theme is so good, I immediately had to go look up where I could buy physical copies of the OST. The official Octopath Traveler 2 CD is sold out through Sony. It is being resold on eBay for no less than $80. It is six $80? discs. $80? Six, six discs? discs. Jared, I'm holding out for a vinyl. Yeah. If they release a vinyl... I will pay any quantity of money for it. That's really cool. To get his theme, I'll I'll do it. No matter what it takes. Gamer would maybe do that. Maybe so. Maybe I am eight bit. Maybe Mondo. Everybody, keep your eyes and ears peeled. If you see a vinyl of Octopus Octopus Graveler two come out, uh, let me know because I'm not kidding about this. I'll pay any money, <laughs> whatever it takes. The song takes. is that it's good. that good. Right, I have to listen to it then after yeah. we're done. I almost felt like I should have started with Particio just because the merchant is such a utilitarian person in the game, and they have so many applications for really good team compositions, but also their stories are so stupid. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's the trade-off, man. Do you trade in a stupid story for excellent utility, or do you go the other route and go for all story or all story or bust? So my point is, I'm already about forty hours. Damn, that's That's not true. I think I just recently passed the twenty-five hour mark. Okay, yeah. So that's still that's to finish every character's chapter one and one character's chapter two, and I'm at 25 hours. So that could give you a pretty realistic view of how long do I think the whole game would take. Yeah. Well, that's still, though, that's yeah. that's not shabby uh, progress that it's you've made. It's not. I'm blasting through it. Yeah. And like I said, I'm in a position right now where I feel un- unpleasantly overpowered, but that's just because I did it wrong. Right. So don't be like me. Again, do everybody's chapter one and then move on to their chapters two, not including Oswald. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good game. 
10 out of 10 would recommend. I don't know what more I have to do to get people to play this game. <laughs> I know that some people, it's just not going to be their cup right. of tea. But if anybody likes JRPGs or turn-based combat in general, you will love Octopath Traveler. Yeah. So please play it. Please pay full price for it so that Acquire Studios can know how much you love them. That's what I really want, is to send them a clear message of, yes, we're begging you to make yeah. more of these well, games. Well, then, yeah, you get the Octopath Traveler 3. Yeah. In five years? Maybe, yeah. I yeah. think that's about... Yeah. It's, Octopath Traveler 1 came out a few months after yes. the Switch's launch. Was it only a few months after? Maybe it was a little bit now longer I'm than that. All right, you talk about something else while I look that up. Because okay. that's all of my well, many, still. many things to say about Octopath Traveler 2. <laughs> Good to know that you're having so much fun in it. Love uh, it. Obviously, if you're playing Octopath Traveler 2 as well, let us know what you're thinking about it. Which characters you started off with? Who you Did you add to your party? Do you like Oswald? Let us know. <laughs> Do you fucking uh, hate his guts? <laughs> Do you think his um, lines are so stupid they're endearing? That's fine. I had forgotten about this. It's study oh time. Oh my God. It's study <laughs> No, it's thinking time. It's thinking time. That's even worse. <laughs> God, he's so stupid. <laughs> Studying time would have felt a little bit better. like, Or even oh, if man. he would have said, I'm about to take you to school. <laughs> that would have made him even better. That would have been even better, but no. Oh, boy. Oh, well. But All right. while you've been... Pl- oh. Octopath Traveler 1 came out in 2018. Okay. Two so, years. So... Uh, yeah. One year. When it's, did the Switch come the out? The Switch is ba- has been out for a bafflingly long amount of time. Yeah. I like keep seeing people talking about the new Switch, like needing a new Switch model or like what's Switch 2 going to be. And I'm like, we just got the Switch. What are y'all That's talking about? That's how I feel about but for, it. But no, the Switch has been out for like, what, eight, I seven-ish guess years is. now? Because Octopath Traveler 2 came out in 2018. Excuse me, Octopath Traveler 1 came out okay. in 2018. I think the Switch came out in 2015. I'm going to have to just do another Google Yeah, on just this. do another Google on it. Let's see what we've got here. We talk about this all the time, but do we know when it came out? No. Because all I remember is that on March 3 or 4 of a year. I want to say it was 17. When it was fucking cold as balls outside. <laughs> I was at midnight outside of our local GameStop yes. waiting for the Switch to be March released. March 3rd, 2017. 2017. So it just had yeah. its anniversary of... Six years. Yeah, it did. Okay, so that's wow. It. That feels like a pretty good amount of time between that does. releases. Okay, so now, so okay, so it's time you can put out a new switch. It's been a good. It's been a good amount, amount of, time. of time. Yeah, uh, but speaking of the switch, I have been playing some stuff on there. Uh, I've been since I did finish God of War Ragnarok. That did throw me into the tizzy of what do I play next? Because um, originally I was going to have Jedi Survivor this week. Oh yeah, but then it got but then delayed. it got delayed uh, until the end of April. So I've had to like think of it, other things to fill my time. So I've been playing a, actually a wide variety of different things. I've been playing on the Switch. I did go back and have been playing an older Star Wars game, a Jedi Academy, which I believe is Dark Forces Three. I think. Ooh, yes. What year is that? Uh, it's like two thousand. One ish, oh, okay. gotcha. like it's older. Wow, so um, real. Yes, let me let me give that a look too. Star Wars. The Jedi. only reference points I really have for the Star Wars games are okay. approximately when did Kotor one come out? That's my reference point. You know, That's my anchor in stormy seas. Since I missed those, I like 
cannot. You think know what's of... funny? The only reason. Oh, two thousand three. Okay. Oh, two thousand three. The only reason I really have that much hooks into Kotor is because they've got mobile ports. Ah, uh, yes. So whenever I have to write about mobile gaming, those always come up, right? One of way or another. Uh, so I've been playing that one, and it's been pretty good. Uh, I've I've actually been trying to play two older Star Wars games recently. I played. I've been playing this one on the Switch, and I've got some good time because we had a trip up to New York recently, and I got to play it on the flight there and made some good progress into it. And it's good. It's like you can tell it's an old 2003 game. Like it's just because it's just been ported. I mean, at this point, there's no way to get around it. Yeah, like, it's unless just there's like, a remaster. Yeah, mere port. It, it's just going to show their age. It, it, it does mostly in just like it's it's very fun. Like the lightsaber combat in it feels very like antiquated and just like kind of like you're just chopping at nothing and just hacking and slashing. But it's still like you kind of like find the flow of it and it gets more fun. You even have some force abilities and powers and stuff like that. But it does switch in between like first person, third person because you can use like blasters and stuff like that and switch into lightsabers. But it is just like. At some point of it, like there have been a couple points where I it just run into a wall and I've had to stop out of frustration. Like it's weird, random shit. Like I was doing this one level that is all about platforming. You're jumping from building to building, so you would want like your jump mechanics to be very precise. Not the case. Ooh. I died so many times because I tried to jump from one ledge up to the next ledge up higher. And during the jump, I like nudged my character forward a smidge too much, hit the wall and does a backflip off of it and just dies. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I get, so that's the kind of stuff that would make me have to do a little bit of a rage quit. A little bit. Like if it's my fault, I understand, yeah. but I feel like that kind of crosses the line it of it did. Sure. I technically did do a single when pixels the fifth worth. time it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little frustrated. That would be a little much. So, uh, it's been a fun game though. Still been enjoying it. I think I'm getting close to the end on that one. Uh, but then other than that, I've been playing, I did try to play on the PS five, another old star Wars game that was ported over, a uh, bounty hunter where you play as Django Fett. That one also around the same time period, it was a PS two game, I believe. And, but, oh my God, still the same thing. It's just so, like so rough. It's hard to play. Help me out here. When that game came out in what, 2002? Uh, with, if it would have been, which one? Jedi Academy or Bounty Hunter? Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter. I'm really just trying to line up these games with when the prequels released. This so one would have come I out about the of, same amount of time. So the, okay. uh, 2002, you're right. Okay, gotcha. So I'm really just wondering because I know that obviously the franchise, the film franchises definitely exert their power onto when the games are released. So I'm right. trying to think, would people know who Django yes, Fett was? Yes, at this was? point they would have. Okay. Uh, so I tried playing that one. Same thing. Like, just the controls were very difficult. And like, I want to give it another shot, but I honestly like might wait for a Switch port. It just felt more natural on the Switch. I feel like if I was playing Jedi Academy on the PS5, I'd be getting annoyed with it too. I don't know if that has any, any real influence on it at all or not, but it's just like, I was like, oh man, this is a rough older game to try to play and like my, and just even like wanting to play it because I've known so much about it as being Star Wars, which is interesting because like, it just depends on the game. Like star Wars racer also in 64, uh, time period on that one. That game is amazing. And I did replay it on the switch recently beat the whole thing. I like loved it, loved every minute of it. It's a fantastic racing game. So, so it's just interesting. The hits and the misses that can come up and around it. Uh, but so while I was trying to play those also, and those didn't necessarily click as much to be like, this is the full-time game I'm going to be playing right now. 
I did experiment with a little bit of trying to trying to replay Jedi Fallen Order before Survivor, but then got into it. Is like I had this one weekend where I did all this gaming. In this one weekend, Sam was out of town, and so I was like, I was like, what am I going to be this next thing that I'm going to jump into? And like, I have the time to like really get into it. I spent the whole weekend just trying to figure out what that was going to be. Oh my god, Jared. <laughs> You're a bad gamer. <laughs> I really am. I could not land. I was like paralyzed is, by gamer like, indecision. Well, because like Jedi Fallen Order, I was like, I'm playing this. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. But I also know that when Survivor comes out, I'm going to basically be playing the same game again, a new version. Yes, but still the same base game. So I'm like, do I want to be playing this style of game for that long? And I was like, mm, ultimately, no, I don't think so. Uh, but and so then I've also been playing. Uh, I started and been playing a game on my PC uh, called Weird West, which I mentioned oh, it before. Oh, you told me about this. Um, it's like an isometric t- uh, RPG, very kind of like in the th- feels like Diablo-esque, but also kind of feels a little Octopath in that there are five characters and you go through their five stories Ooh, throughout the course of this game. Okay. I complete. I just completed the first character story, Jane Bell, the bounty hunter. I got to fi- uh, complete her story. And it's very interesting because this is a different version of the West that it presents. It's very much a, like, it looks the same, but everything about it is uh, way more mystical, I'd say. Oh, okay. Like, you've, like everyone in the game follows this deity called Yeb, Yeb, Yeb I think. Sure. Uh, there are shapeshifters, wraiths, which I know oh, are, like, things that are okay. present in, like, Native so American lore. So Wild West but with it's like, more mythology yes, on top. Okay, pretty much. Gotcha. Uh, so, like, there are werewolves that you'll fight. One of the characters that you actually get to, you might actually play as a werewolf character. Uh, one character is a pig man, like a mutant, like, pig man creature. <laughs> there's magic. There's, you know, all this other stuff. It's a very unique okay. premise. I'm so very into it. I'll go ahead and say, if Red Dead Redemption had been like that, I would have given it a try. I think I yeah. think you would like Weird West. That's because it fun. does play in that where like I finished the first character story. It's setting up a lot of these like uh, a lot of these events. Like this one in that character story, you have to go. You have to try to rescue your hub your husband from basically a cannibal group who's trying to like. Uh, Eat him, obviously. Like trying to like, well, yes, eat him. But then I'll, I'm almost choking. So I'm trying to find a cough here. Sorry. <laughs> I like swallowed wrong. Stifle it. I'm trying. <laughs> Stifle it, Jared. Here, I'll stall. Uh, okay, I don't know what to talk about. Yeah, d- take drink your water. I'll talk about other shit, but, I guess. <laughs> uh, basically, you like come to find out this bang- gang of outlaws who like capture your husband are led by a uh, flesh-eating, a man-eating siren uh, Ooh, and everything. Okay. And, like, who's like setting up this like basically cattle trade in quotes, but the oh. people. I love that. Like, it's very dark. How do you join her? <laughs> How do you join her business venture? Well, in this one, you're trying to get out of her business venture. Oh, okay. But it also is the same thing where it's like it provides a branching storylines. You do have choice. Uh, an actual choice. Like, say, like, I and how I finished Jane's story, like, was not, I believe, in how I should have. So that's kind of interesting to like, ooh, interesting to see how that's going to affect my story going up. So forward. you deviated from air quotes here, the correct path. Yes, Interesting. I did. Um, it does have a good old reputation system. Ooh, you can I love be, a good reputation system. Dishonorable or honorable. Nice. Tons of side quests to go out and do throughout this world. But it's very cool. It has a very uh, graphic novel Ooh, okay. feel to it. Uh, but like each area, there's a big, huge world map, obviously different towns, areas that you can go explore. But it's almost it presented like you're looking down at the map and your characters are walking. Well, I mean, obviously you are, but like it's, it's drawn like a map. You leave an area by going to the map boundary and it looks like a torn map edge. It has like, like a, 
like a grid on the side of it. It very oh, much looks okay. like a old style parchmenty like leather uh like map drawn on leather, like rolled out on a table and the game events are taking place on it. I like that. It's very cool. That's very cool. Um, so it has this really neat feel to it. The music's really good too. Uh, like I said, there's a lot more to it that I still have to do because there's still four character stories that I haven't gone into yet. Uh, but I'm starting the Pigman story next. So I'm very curious to see what that's about. Nice. But I just think it's a, it's a very fun take on like the West that actually sounds really different than the kinds of games that I usually associate with you as a person. Well, yeah. This sounds more like a me game. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. I mean, in the, in the sense of like more of a like dedicated RPG in that sense. I mean, I enjoy those games and everything. Sure. But like, I haven't played one like this in a long time. Well, so I think the, the, the Which is what I was kind of looking for too. I was yeah. like kind of wanted something that was, there is a party building aspect to it. You can recruit followers, but it's not so like permanent. You can yeah. dismiss a follower and hire a new one because it's more like you're like, like hiring mercenaries basically in towns and stuff right. as you go along. So that actually sounds so interesting that I might check it out. It's a fairly, it's a devolver game. Another Ooh, plus. Everybody loves a good yeah, devolver. Everybody loves game. that. Uh, I want to say it's like, 20 30 bucks okay so indie pricing yeah indie gotcha. pricing and stuff on that is it only for pc no uh it is also on i believe it's also on consoles okay gotcha. um maybe not switch if it was on switch i would say like it would be a fun switch game because it is also the kind of thing like um just with mouse and keyboard and everything like you do have there are different types of like aiming mechanic but you can't you basically you have to hold down right trick uh right click which aims your weapon and equips it but then you still have to like hold it to like and move the, your mouse around because it's again the isometric stuff, right, and you have like right. a line that you like Kinda lining like up with Hades, a rectangle, like lining up uh, certain yes. abilities yeah, 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 in yeah, Hades. Yeah. Gotcha. Sephiroth. Uh, so Hang yeah, sword, actually, buddy. looks it behaves a lot like Hades with that, with like directing your attacks and different stuff like that. Uh, but then yeah, there's magic potions, uh, different stuff like that you can use. You can upgrade your abilities. It's got bullet time. It's cool. Like it, it's pretty sweet. Uh, I've been really uh, again a lot more to still discover with it, but from taking care of the first the first story, which was not very long, uh, maybe like six ish hours that I did in the first story with doing side quests and stuff like that. It was really funny. Like one of the quests to find, and it's just funny how the reputation system can work. One of my uh, quests and everything that. I've been that I was doing to get my husband back required me to go to this get my husband to back. go to get required <laughs> me to go to this brewery or distillery uh, because I, they might have information and but basically I go there and they're like yeah we could help you but like because I'm being like I'm trying to like play the mayor this corrupt mayor against them to like find this information it gets you know it gets deep there are layers and they're like well basically you could come here yeah sure and get this information by killing all of us you could go back also and like blackmail the mayor to get the information that you need here's where you can go find that. Also, and I was like, you know what? You are good, respectable people. I will not murder you all to get this information. I will go try to blackmail the mayor. Character growth. And they said, that's great. Also, why we got you here? While we got you here, can we hire you to go like utterly destroy this neighboring distillery? And I was like, you got it. You got it, buddy. (laughs) That's awesome. Just ran in there and just murdered this whole other distillery. It was like they're on paper, neither are good or bad compared to the other. But I was like, You're just picking sides. Fuck you. I love that. So you just kind of touched on sort of an argument that we've passively been having on the show for many years, which is games that present the facade of choice Ah. 
versus games where choice actually matters. This one matters. feels like the choice, where I'm at right now, it feels like the choice actually matters. Yeah, and I, that, that's the thing that has me more interested in this game than anything else. It, it's very, I'm very curious to see like where the choices that I made, because like the, I will say it feels like a big deviation what I yeah. did. So I'm very curious to see if that comes up at all or if it's solely contained to this first story. And so mean, we'll have to see. Yeah, that that was my sort of uh, that has always been my interest. Like what what hinges my interest on games like Disco Elysium, which well, is still very high on my list to play. It's just I know it's kind of a longer game, so yeah. I'm taking more time getting to it. And I feel like uh, Weird West also falls and feels kind of similar to how Disco Elysium would too, because like everything, even though like you know you interact with characters, but everything's through like text. But it's also like Disco Elysium, where like the portrait of the character pulls up on the left side of the screen text bubble your response is under that then it's another their gotcha. response comes up under that so on and so forth uh but you know it's got this, you know you can find merchants you can buy different weapons which have various abilities you can you know bend your upgrades and stuff that you get to get to you know help you out uh you have specific character abilities as well it's it's just very i'm curious to see how well it cha- how much it changes because i could play the whole game as just the first character and had a ton of fun uh, so I'm very curious to see well, like where these changes are. Oh, random encounters as you travel. Ooh. It's got a lot. It's great fun. fun. So, you know, as long as that doesn't deviate too much from by the time I finish the game, like I would say, yeah, definitely give the one, give Weird West a shot. It's very fun. That sounds really interesting. Um, but so in the midst of playing that, I am all <laughs> oh over God, the board. <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about this one because this will require a full first, a full on first impressions slash review episode when it goes on. But I did finally decide on the game that I am really trying to uh, land and finish by the time Jedi Survivor comes out, and that is Ghost of Tsushima. Really? Yes. You kept this a secret even from me. I did. I've been very. You've really about been it. burying the and lead. And I've been playing. I played like ten hours in it already. Wow. I know. Good thing I haven't been on PlayStation. I guess. Or are you <laughs> playing it on Xbox? No, I'm playing on PlayStation. Oh, it's yeah, PlayStation I exclusive. Noticed. Interesting. But yeah. Wow. It, uh, so you went back to the sushi ghost. I did. I hadn't started it yet, uh, but my buddy Michael, he was like, man, he played it. And I actually wound up talking with Cody the other day too, playing some Apex. And he was, and said I was going to start it. And he was like, oh, dude, it's good. Yeah. And I will say, again, I want to save it for a full episode, but oh. That actually is a game that this I game would is love to circle back to at some point. It is fun. So it, like everything about it, I know it kind of. Like it's, you know, it's a third person, like combat heavy game, you know, uh, where you really want to get your combat mechanics down a la Jedi Fallen Order. I won't deny, but it also feels very early Assassin's Creed-esque in a way. And it's just the combat style and like how you navigate the world, how you interact with the world, how you fight. All of it is just clicking and it's chef's kiss. I'm enjoying it. Nice. It's good. It's a good one to come back to that I know that, yeah, I'm a couple years behind on. So to get it, I was like, oh. Never a bad time to come back to a game that's only two to five years old. Yeah. Because at this point, the quality of all of them is so good that well, there's really no distinguishing features. Well, and like, because my buddy had let me borrow his, ver- he had it on PS4 and he let me borrow that disc. But then oh. I put the disc in and everything and I'm greeted with the fact that it's only like 30 bucks on PS5 for the director's cut version. Oh my God. I just bought that. And so like... It is incredible, and I'm I playing it. It looks really good, uh, and I know, you know, like it has the Kurosawa mode and everything, where it could be like black and white. And with ooh, and I chose not to play it that way. That, that sounds felt, like a bit much. It did feel like a little bit much, but I did like do it in like this cinematic mode, uh, Japanese dialogue with English subtitles. Ooh, okay, like, good choice. You, you can choose all this stuff and customize it however you want. It's great. 
Uh, but I will just say, you know, a lot of games, especially more recent, bigger open world games, have really tried to sell the, like this is immersive and you forget you're playing a game because this world's so open. This one, I like, I'm not using compass kind of stuff like wow. which it works in an incredible way i will just say this of how it does the compass it's by the direction the wind blowing there will be gusts of wind and you follow the wind gusts oh, i love that it's that's awesome. that's one of the things i actually love about it. i will t- i know I'm, i keep saying more and more and more but i will save it for more but i do love how much this game like you are guided by nature through it and it feels mm, so yeah. uh natural <laughs> but it is just like it, everything about this game is like hitting on all cylinders for me so it is the perfect one for right uh, to gear up for survivor that brings up such an interesting point because i actually chose to do a similar thing for octopath traveler 2 in octopath 1 you've got your little hud with like your little corner compass that always tells you which direction the objective is sure. and where other side objectives are and where hidden objects are i chose to turn that off in octopath traveler 2 and I'm already having a better time. Nice. Which just makes me wonder if you had played Bre- uh, Breath of the Wild and turned off the HUD, mm. would you have had a different experience? Be- I don't know. There's and a the lot thing of mechanics is, of that game. I, you that, know, like, I, I know, you know that's a whole other can sure. of worms, but that just kind of is like, yeah, it kind of makes an interesting argument for pro HUD versus anti HUD. I think with this one, I just think it's how they do it. Yeah. And because that, that flows into other ways uh, that the game presents itself. Whereas it's not like, sure, the wind guides you along your path because that's like a very thing. But like I said, it, how the game is so in tune with nature, like there are. Uh, artifacts and stuff you can find around the map. Well, you find those and are led to them. You you never like come across so far. You never just like come across where something is buried just by happenstance. You will come across a like for artifacts. It's a firefly, and you'll just be like going through the forest and you'll see a green firefly, and then you'll be like, oh wait, and you get close to it and it starts trailing off, and you follow it. You find so these uh, like shrines that will increase your resolve, which is kind of like your stamina or like ability that you can mana in like quotes esque. Gotcha. Uh, you find that by following a fox. There's oh. like another one you get by following a bird that's like flying around, and just you're just going through your normal thing, and it's not like you get a big ping or even like a heavy. If you come across a fox den, I will say like it it will. If you come right to where the fox den is, it will pop up and say fox den. Like you discovered a fox den, but the other ones you don't. Like the, the artifact bug and the bird, uh, you don't. So it's very much you're just going around, and then all of a sudden, like this gold bird, you'll just see it like fly in the corner of the screen, and you're like, oh, what's that? And you look at it, and you're like, oh, I can go chase this. It's just so natural, and it's just so like free flowing, and how every bit of the game works in uh, is in. Uh, is cohesive with other parts of the game. It's just, I'm, I've lost the right word I was trying to say there, but just how it all fits so well together is incredible. So I, I can't wait to talk about that one more in, in detail, but you're yeah. really selling me on it. It's I'm, I'm selling you two. I sold you on weird West and ghost. That's like, two, yeah. Two for two. You'll never sell me on Assassin's Creed. No, Don't bother. I, I know I never will, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I've been having, so it's been while I have felt somewhat, uh, listless in my gaming direction as of late, uh, the, getting to try like all these little different experiences have been, has been really fun and to finally like narrowed in on ghost and weird west I'm pretty dialed into as well too yeah. at the same time uh, th- those are some really fun experiences to be having right on top of each other man I, I feel like you will probably agree with this it feels like the start of this year we're not even done it's, with Q1 yeah. and it is already I haven't even gotten to play a single hour yet 
of Metroid Prime Remaster. So you got that? I would still love to play that yeah. one too. Uh, in April, I have Advance Wars and also Jedi Survivor. Like, there's so much stuff. We got Breath of the Wild 2 very uh, alarmingly close on the horizon. The Horizon of Forbidden West DLC. DLC, which I can't play right now. I'm sorry again. We'll <laughs> figure that out. We'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. Uh, <laughs> where you get to experience that story as well. That Yeah, a lot of shit. There's two. This is, I, I guess, like on paper, maybe we did know that this much stuff was coming out this year. I feel like I always also, know on paper, but when it actually comes to when it's time to yeah. come out, I'm always like, oh, fuck. I got to <laughs> so say that I, I think the one throwing the wrench into my gears is I wasn't expecting theater rhythm final bar line ah. to be as fun as it is because I keep starting the day with final fantasy theater rhythm final bar line. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, well now might be some time for Octopath Traveler <laughs> too. So just between all these different games, it's like, Oh God, where do I put all of my time? Sure, sure. Because there are only so many hours in the day. It's very true. We're having very similar problems right now. And I feel like we're not the only ones. No. I feel like a lot of other gamers right now are like, fuck, what do I do? There's so <laughs> do many I options do? I can't choose. Yeah, so, it's yeah, rough out there. It, it is. is both great and rough. It really because is. Because it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just been playing a whole bunch of stuff across the board. It's been a good time. Uh, but honestly, yeah, we would love to hear what you, dear listener or viewer, have been playing as well. Uh, so if you would like to share, send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Join our Discord. Talk about it with us there. Comment wherever you're listening to or watching the show. We would love to hear from you. But uh, I believe... That wraps up what we've been playing lately. Uh, come back next time for another exciting episode where we will be hitting on one of our big topics that we talked about. Either Ghost, Ghost, I still can't say the damn, the damn name. It's hard to say. Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, either that, God of War Ragnarok, or you know, more Octopath Traveler, Theater Rhythm, all this good stuff coming up soon. Yep. So we would love to hear, obviously, anything that you are playing as well. But until next time, everybody, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Morgan. Adios. We will see you all next time.